Mabuhai and welcome to the Rise of the Pinoy podcast, a show dedicated to inspiring Filipino excellence. Akosi Mike, and each week I'll be sharing with you an inspiring guest or message to help you become a world-class Filipino. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now let the inspiration begin. Hey guys, this is Mike, and welcome to another episode of the Rise of the Pinoy podcast. Let me ask you a few questions to get you in the mood for this episode. How far would you go to continue holding on to your dream? How far would you go to continue to pursue what you believe you were born to do? Would you be able to withstand waves and waves of criticism from family and close friends? Would you be able to hold on to your belief in the most challenging of times? Listeners, we have a very inspiring interview for you right now. Alvi Benitez, the founder of Golden Duck, a social enterprise incubated at the Gaudkling Enchanted Farm, producing, as the name suggests, 100% premier, healthy and ethical duck products from the Philippines. And of course, I can verify all of that from being a proud consumer of the duck burgers. Oh, so rap, so delicious. The times I've ate the duck burgers at Gaud Kaling's Enchanted Farm in Angat Bulacan. But this podcast episode is not about ducks. <laughs> it's about the story of the founder of this social enterprise, Avi Benitez, his struggles, his journey his inspiration, what keeps him motivated, what keeps him living his mission. It's an extraordinary story, folks, an extraordinary story of courage, of compassion, of determination, of love. Alvi, a world-class Filipino, a story and message that will inspire Filipinos all around the world. Let the inspiration begin. Avi, thank you so much for not only making the time for this interview, but inviting me into the duck hut. <laughs> this is one of the most beautiful locations that I've recorded one a podcast, so mm-hmm. I'm thankful to you for not only the, making the time, but the location choice. You're welcome. So Avi, I want to go into some difficult questions straight away. Sure. What is the best change you've ever made in your life? Wow. <laughs> Um, heavy right away, huh? <laughs> um, one of the best changes was uh, learning to love my country, to love the Philippines, um, to love what it means to be a Filipino, um, and of course to love the Filipino people. And I think this totally changed my life and was one of the biggest changes I've had to make because um, I grew up with... <clears throat> a lot of disconnection from what that meant, hmm. uh, from what it means to be a Filipino. I, I didn't even know that what that meant to me. You know, coming from an affluent family and 
that's that's very westernized and having everything in life given to you on a silver platter um it simply meant to me that looking back to be rich meant to be westernized um and to be poor meant to be more filipino so that really created such a disconnection in me um so it, in a sense it was a poverty a poverty of of my own sense of nationhood of my own sense of cultural identity and one of the biggest changes i've had to make that i have made is to learn to to love this country um because it's through that love for this country that you see everything from a from a more 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 and are no longer a poverty mindset so i think that for me is one of the greatest changes i've ever made in my life wow yeah so let's talk about the before time let's mm-hmm. call it okay would you describe was it how how would you define that time when you were not in love with the philippines were mm-hmm. you was it embarrassment shame mm-hmm. was this uh, uh yeah let's talk us through that and I, i'm interested to hear your journey mm-hmm. was it what was that process like was there a specific moment mm-hmm. that you realize or was it a, a series of moments can you talk yeah. us through that transition okay uh basically there there uh it was a long journey you know um for about 10 years i guess um 8 years um things started becoming a bit messy after my parents split up and i really didn't feel that sense of nationhood right that sense of what it meant to be a filipino and it it seemed to be i was lost but i was always searching for answers um always so hungry for for a sense of purpose um a reason as to why you know i'm here we're all here you know and i i didn't know that i was so hungry until um i met a group of people who pointed it out um it's funny because 10 years ago uh i i should have gotten kicked out of my high school like i had all the reasons to be kicked out um but i realized that i stayed i was spared uh re- really because of well i believe it was a grace an undeserved gift uh because one of my teachers just told me that she always saw that i was looking for something you know she knew that behind all the all the messiness and rebellion and delinquent delinquency was a hungry soul and was just didn't know what he was looking for yet and 10 years later uh this year she came here to where we are now to the GK Enchanted Farm and she she saw me on stage speaking to all her students who 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 I was just like 10 years ago and she said I knew I made the right choice by yes. not failing you because here you are now uh living a purpose driven life and I knew that back then you were just hungry mm. you didn't know what you were hungry for yet but you were hungry and you were searching and I saw that and everyone in the faculty room wanted you out of the school um but I was the only one who defended you mm. and then of course it brought me to tears and I, <laughs> and I hugged her and said so I guess life was all about searching yeah. um back then um especially when dysfunction comes your way mm. when families don't cease to function normally anymore as this how society wants it and there's separation pain and anxiety that comes from a dysfunctional family you start to ask yourself why then why why is this happening and i guess i didn't realize i all my why's were leading to why am i here what's my purpose yeah. uh what's my reason for being on earth and i guess that was answered through of course a spiritual breakthrough yeah. my own spirituality but also through the work that i feel god has led me to and mm-hmm. that is gk uh, wow. 
and with that is the loafer country which wow. provides a lot of yeah. so before we move to the the, the GK phase of your life yeah, the Gawad yeah. Kalinga work yeah. what was during that time period what was the best advice you got about helping you fall in love back in love perhaps with the mm-hmm. Filipinos with the Filipino when maybe it was that teacher mm. or was it other mentors but is there is there a specific no good of wisdom or question or a bit of advice you got that really helped you snap out or help you mm. come to a greater clarity greater clarity actually it was more of in my case it was more of what people said I couldn't do or that wouldn't work they would the more it was the naysayers that actually uh, drove me to you know to bite down harder on my purpose you know so as I was mentioning to you earlier um, it was failing my thesis that uh, was a big pain you know but it, it was also a driver for proving I mean in all the failure and all the saying no all the people who said no it wouldn't work or don't do that you're not it's not gonna work for you or finish your school or do this and that um, it was there that I realized that this was something beyond me this was something beyond who I am it's a it's a transcendent purpose um, because somehow none of that could shake me, mm. right? None of that could change my mind, you know, in failing the thesis and announcing to your parents and grandparents and everyone who supported your schooling all your life that you're not going to continue, um, you know, your mom, your dad, your cousins, your friends, everyone around you saying, don't do it, don't quit, don't quit school, it's only one semester left, just finish your damn thesis, get it <laughs> over with. But then I realized why I... Looking back at it now, it, it was all of that. It wasn't really nuggets of wisdom. It was the opposite. It was like they were trying to give me wisdom, but it didn't sound like wisdom to me. I was on a different frequency, I guess. And the frequency I was on was just beyond what the world was telling me. Mm-hmm. It, it was something very supernatural. And it still is every day. It, it's something that that speaks straight into the heart, into my heart, reminding me that, you know, you are on the right path. Mm. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, there are many times I wanted to quit. <laughs> I can't even count, right? Many times I questioned, many times I had my <clears throat> crisis of faith um, and doubted myself and others and my business and my social enterprise. But I guess that staying power just comes from the acknowledgement of, of, of that purpose. Mm. And so to answer your question... Um, I don't think I never really... There were a lot, like my grandfather used to say, life is short and some advices, you know, but I think it was um, realizing that I'm put on this earth not because of... I'm not supposed to live a life of fear, Mm. right? And a life of fear sometimes will drive you to do things and take things for granted. Your family, your loved ones, all for a career, Mm. all for money, all for, right, your own principles and values you'll throw out the window, Right? Because you're living in a life of fear, and I realized that I was not put on this life to be to be afraid. And my diploma was a was a was a, the biggest testimony of that. You know, I attached my whole self worth and um, sense of well being to a piece of paper, right? And because that's what the world told me to do: yeah. study your ass off, get your piece of paper diploma, and you'll have a good life, right? And get a job and. But then I realized, but what if I don't? Like, will my life be as messy as wow. people say it You're would? challenging some the status quo beliefs. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I guess so. 
Yeah. Let's let's talk about challenging what the mainstream, mm. challenging the norm. What mm. do you believe that most people would think is crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of the work we're doing now is really crazy. I would say to, I'd say that. I mean, building entrepreneurs from the ground up, meaning from the bottom of the pyramid up is already in itself crazy because the world will view um, the poor as objects of charity and as Tita Tony says, whom I know you interviewed, yeah. as uh, objects of philanthropy or or uh, livelihood or micro-scale growth, right? Livelihood projects. And that's not bad. But seeing beyond that and seeing that the big dreams that people have in among any spectrum of the social strata right um that's difficult right not coming in and having your own assumptions but seeing no this person could be richer than that graduate from this top university in mm-hmm. five years because this person has the 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 grit the willingness to sacrifice the hard work the perseverance and because this person has experienced pain and hunger and knows what it's like and will not throw this opportunity away because this person had never been given, has never been given a, anything on a silver platter before. So I think that in itself is already radical. The world will say, you're stupid. How can you entrust a business to someone who grew up in a, in a squatter area? Or, but then it's not as easy as entrusting that. It's also hand-holding that person and building up their confidence every single day. That, I think, is crazy. Um, two is... From the other side of the book, uh, or, uh, a rich kid with everything in life, just give up everything or just say no to the path of the so-called proverbial path to prosperity yeah. through the diploma, good job, good house, whatever, and go to the countryside and raise ducks. I mean, people definitely find that pretty crazy. I mean, and I'll never forget the reaction of... of my grandparents and my parents, when I told them I was going to leave school for this, they were like, you know, I never heard that many Spanish bad words in my life in one sentence, you know. The message was, we didn't put you in the school so you could become a farmer, so you could raise ducks, right? Uh, we put you in the school so you could work in a nice office, live in a nice house, and, you know, uh, send your kids to good schools as well. And I guess my challenge to that is, well, just because you work in the countryside, just because you dedicate your life to to a business that's going to function for uplifting those without opportunity doesn't mean you yourself will be poor all your life either, mm. right? So you don't have to be poor to help the poor. Um, that's something I've learned early on here. And what we're after is prosperity for all, right? Shared mm. prosperity. So I think that's crazy. Um, I think just just going against the, the, the norm of uh, school, don't fail all your life, get a good, get a good degree, get a job, get a... I mean, that itself is already... Going against that is already crazy. I think this, the world finds that crazy that, you know, who in the world would ever buy a f- yellow salted egg that we sell at double the price than the competitor? I mean, I used to be called stupid for so long. Like, it's never going to work, right? But again, it, it's all that negative energy, that all the naysaying that showed me that I had this conviction that I never thought I had before. I guess in a way it became a driver, you know, a wow. reminder. How did this feel? Because this is an, um, must be an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and from different perspectives. Yeah. Very close family members, mm-hmm. very close friends, mm-hmm. educators, when they're giving you this feedback, this, especially just what you just said, mm. stupid. Mm. It's, this is crazy. This is maybe someone called you selfish for even yeah. um, not being grateful. Not yeah. how. Do, Talk me through. <laughs> uh, how did you emotionally deal with such yeah. heavy arrows being thrown mm. at you, um, especially from those that you love and respect? Right. Um, you know, it's 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 funny because like you have I have two families. I have the Gawat Kalinga family, and I have my own family. Um, and it's your own my own family that that was so negative, but it's my GK family that was so positive and still is. And still so radically optimistic about mm. not just the business, not just the social enterprise, not just the doc project, um, but me as a person. And I think that's the that's the X factor there is that they direct their positive energy towards you. Okay, like not your idea, not your your projections, your good forecasts of millions of pesos in the future, but you yourself. As a person, um, I think that none of this I could have never ridden this roller coaster without the GK family with me, mm. right? The mentors, the brothers, the sisters—you know, people who's who I considered family, mm. and vice versa. Yeah. And here it's about extending that definition, right, of family. And these people have served as lifelines. I love that word, lifeline, because there have been. You know, moments of drowning, moments of desperation, moments of suicide. I'm not kidding. Locking yourself up in the room and just like, what am I doing? I'm so stupid. Like, they're all right. Maybe I should just leave today and just get a job finally. And, you know, that's not even bad. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just that, you know, not fulfilling a purpose that you believe you were sent here for and doing something else. I just know would not feel right mm. whether it's in the short run or in the long run mm. it would just feel off right yeah um it's a paradox because fulfilling your purpose is also supposed to be normally people might think it's it's easy um but then it also feels like you're swimming upstream yeah. but then when you're swimming downstream with all the rest of the fish proverbial fish you just feel like you're swimming the wrong way mm. and following your heart is swimming in the opposite direction. Mm. But it's so hard, it's so much difficult, but how do, how come it feels like it's the right thing to do? That's the paradox of it mm. all that I cannot really explain, but to get to go through all of this roller coaster riding, um, I, I'd have to attribute it to my family, mm. my GK family. Yeah. Let me ask you that, that question, because that's a great analogy about swimming upstream, yeah. when all the fish are going the opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah, And you touched on this before about the the path to prosperity, path to success. Mm. How would you answer this question? Mm. What is your definition of world-class? Your definition of a world-class Filipino? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, I think that the definition of a world-class Filipino, definition of world-class, um, is really putting something out there that, that can connect to people. Um, whether it's your product or service, but if you've put something out there that's really represents who you are, if it's a world-class quality product, 
in poultry, agri, service, even IT, any industry. But if it's something that can really make a change in the lives of people, whether it's as simple as the joy of enjoying good food or or enjoying great service or an innovative technological advance uh, that simplifies your life or mm. as long as it represents a, part, a piece of who you are and it, it you bring it to your customer or to your client or to whom you're the person who's acquiring your service and it makes a change in that person then um, a positive one then I believe that's world class I believe that if it's an honest to goodness you know you're, you're there to really bring that client forward that person forward that person you're selling to or sharing to forward and they've experienced that then I believe that's, that, that's world class and I was hoping for the benefit of our listeners and I'll, I'll ask you to pick any story you feel comfortable with but I want, I'd like you to talk us through a scenario a story where you came close to quitting so that you mentioned there's been many times that you came close to quitting you're on the brink of quitting this journey as a social entrepreneur of doing something that's never been done before mm-hmm. but you didn't and why you didn't and how you became stronger from that adversity can you is there a story that comes to mind that um, you would like to share with us yeah well wow, that's a it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> um I guess okay um this was back in the most recent one I guess um June June last year June this year of 2016 okay um I guess we were we had so many holes to plug. Uh, we were just a sinking ship, and um, I sort of just sometimes I have this tendency wherein there's just so much stress, uh, there's so much to do, and my mind just shuts down, and my emotions just become completely negative, and I sort of just lock myself away. I go into depression basically. Yeah, and. There was this day wherein we had a big task. We were to slaughter about 250 ducks. Um, and we we basically had to bring them from the farm to the slaughterhouse at a very early day. Early, early part of the day, like, pick the ducks up here at 3 a.m., have them there by 6 a.m., have a whole day of slaughtering, etc. It was basically a super big heavy week ahead of us mm-hmm. and the day before day one day zero I disappeared I fell off the map and no one knew where I was um, I wasn't answering calls I was asleep nothing I was just locked away somehow that big amount of stress just you know caused my heart to flee mm-hmm. right and my mind I didn't fight it I fleed it mm-hmm. um, so I shut down and next thing you know there's just mayhem happening here um, everyone is freaking out. There's no plan. There's nothing to do. Um, there's nothing that they, they they don't know what to do. And there's no money left. Nothing. No instructions. Zero. Everything was dependent on me. And since I was off the map, they were just wow. Everyone was freaking out. The slaughterhouse who was servicing our animals, who was gonna who was gonna that, that servicing our company to slaughter the animals. They were freaking out. My staff were freaking out. Everyone was freaking out until finally I surfaced and tried to get things together but it was too late and the next day I showed up here and everyone was so disappointed and I just broke down and I cried and I said I don't know why this happened this is happening but I just feel like 
it's so frustrating that it keeps on happening. And my, one of my mentors, who wasn't my mentor yet at the time, in fact, she made the decision to mentor me after that. Um, she's also an investor, uh, financially and emotionally invested. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she just looked me in the eye and said, she hugged me and she said, you're better than this, you know. You're better than this. Um, you can clean this up. You know, I, I, I've seen, I see something in you that you don't see yourself yet, mm. right? And I think it's that same treatment we've given to our communities, to mm. the beneficiaries of our social enterprises, to, to our Spartans, to our students, you know. It's choosing to see the shining light inside all that darkness. I think that's 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 a prerequisite for this work. Mm. And we really do have to call ourselves radical optimists because, you know, these people fall from the sky. I mean, where will I find an investor who's not only after the return on investment but who's after my own personal growth and development? And she always tells me, I, I don't invest in you for the return only. And I'm not investing in your business or in your idea. I'm investing in you as a person. And in the six months since then, we've had the greatest growth as a company. Um, it's been a transformational period. Although some problems are still there. But then, like today, another group, another partner surfaced and said, another a person out of nowhere suddenly says, look, I want to help you. I want to invest in you. And I, wanna, I want this business to grow. I believe in it. I want to buy equity, right? And for us, a startup struggling bipolar company you know it's it's hard to believe wow. that people really see that potential and I think that's why I haven't left going back to answering that question there's no way I could quit um, it's because it's like that that infographic in the you see on Facebook where you see two guys digging for gold and one guy stops on the last day and that other guy doesn't stop and he hits it and finally, right, I just feel like if I leave, I'll be leaving that it's just one pike away, you know, one layer away yeah. from hitting that gold. And, you know, it's it's the forces around me that keep me on. Mm. Like, how could I quit now when, you know, we, this new this person just came up and said he's Chinese, he's very not no-nonsense businessman, which is exactly what we need, mm. you know, and he's like, look, I, I want to help you. Right, I, I we're a, we own a, we invest in stocks. We're in the stock market, but we want to diversify. You want to get into the riskiest business of all, and that's not just Aggie. That's someone like you, because we know <laughs> you're a you're a roller coaster ride. But we want to help you. We we want to be a part of this growth. We believe in we we see what you see, right? And and we want to make it happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Mike. It's it's hard to quit when the universe and the world around you is mm. keeps pulling you on mm. you know so I have so many follow up questions uh, we'll probably have to have a part 2 interview to capture okay. all the questions but I'm interested because there's a is there anything you do on a, on a daily basis that really helps protect your mind so it's so what I'm learning from you it's the importance of protecting your mind keeping it positive keeping mm. it on the right track mm. Is there a daily practice that you do that our, our listeners will maybe benefit from? Mm -hmm. what, 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 and if so, what is that? Well, as cliche as it sounds, definitely read, I read the Bible every day. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm a Christian. But I think it's also, um, for me, 
listening, listening to the sound of what the day is trying to tell you every day. I mean, like there are always interactions in the day that, especially in this world of Gawad Kalinga and social enterprise, it's so spiritual. It, it's so transcendent that for me, what works is processing the day. Like, what did I go through? Why did I go through it? And when I listen, let's say, to Tito Tony today or to you or anyone I come across, I always try to understand the why behind it. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I... What, 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 what was that encounter supposed to be about? And being interviewed now, for example, and hearing myself is also very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting with Tito Tony is very encouraging. So it's about finding the grace in each interaction every day for mm-hmm. me. You know? Um, call on your lifelines on a regular basis. I mean, that's something I would advise listeners. You know, I mean, keep the communication open with them. I'm, I'm extroverted. I feed off other people's energy. Um, of course, um, writing helps too. You know, writing on a journal. Do you, is that something you do. do daily? Not daily, not daily, right. but quite often. But the, I think the daily thing is, yeah, seeking inspiration every day. You know, reminding yourself. So for me, it's through the Bible. Mm. It's through God's Word. It's also through interacting with the people whom I know want me to succeed every single day. Yeah. Whether it's my staff or if it's my mentors or if it's the people around this farm, yeah. which is why I'm glued to this farm. <laughs> it's a source of yeah. good energy for me. Can I ask you about that? Because a lot of our listeners are listening to you feeling very inspired and maybe one of the factors of your success, well, according to you, definitely a factor of your success is the people you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. Yeah. The mentors, the yeah. coaches, the, the teachers. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone out there who's listening and says, I want to be surrounded by that group of people? Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps some of their work colleagues or even their own friends, mm-hmm. even family, mm-hmm. are not giving them that support they want. How, mm-hmm. What advice would you give for our audience members to help them find the right people yeah. to, to help them reach the potential and pursue right. what they were born to do? Right. I, I think don't stop trying. I mean, I mean don't, first of all, don't stop asking. That's for me step one. Like, don't stop searching. Mm. Always ask. Always search. Don't ever feel contented yet. I mean, if you are, you do feel contented, but you know there's something in you that's still not being filled, then keep on going, mm. right? Um, it starts with searching. The second thing is acknowledging that there's something missing, Right? Maybe, sorry, acknowledging is first, then searching is second. And then third, um, be present. I mean, sometimes they can be the people that, that, are, that are sent to you or that, that are going to help you succeed and do what you want to do in life, but you don't know it because you're not there. Mm. When I say there is there, like, are you really there? Are you really present mm. for that person and vice versa, right? Mm. So... It's different when you're present, but or, but when you're present, present, like you're really there, mm. you know, and that just being there um, makes a huge difference. Mm. Sometimes even without words, even without, you know, and maybe you'll find that these are the people who really actually mm. are meant to help you succeed. Mm. So I think it's, it's adjusting your frequency, right? Yeah. Maybe everything is there right in front of you, right? You just don't see it. You just don't see it. You just have to adjust your frequency a bit. Right, block out the negative music as best as you can. If you need to keep earphones in your head, 
right huge the size of the size of coconuts then do so um but whatever you need to do right the last thing for me is pray about it right mm. i mean seek a higher power that will help you align you towards this higher ground this higher vision mm. right so acknowledge search be present and pray mm. i love this it's very practical <laughs> very practical now i want to you to give more advice but this time we're going in a time machine okay <laughs> All right. and this time we're going to Alvi 20 year old Alvi mm. now okay. if you could sit down with him for just one minute wow that 20 year old kid <laughs> wow. what would you say to him um <laughs> <laughs> honestly wow um I think I don't know if this might be cliche or not but I think I'd say thank you um Thank you for being the screw-up that you were back then. <laughs> because if you weren't, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because as a person, you know, I I am by nature, I do than I think. <laughs> Which is like, it's a, it's a, there's a big pro and con there. But you do first, then you think about mm. what you did. Then you process what you did. Then you improve moving forward. Some people are the opposite. They'll, th- they'll, they'll plan, 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 then ju- do. But my whole life has been about doing, <laughs> then reflecting, then learning, then improving, moving forward. So in short, rapid prototyping. Mm. So I want to look at that 20-year-old Alvi. He, he was much thinner back then. <laughs> and say, hey man, uh, stay on a diet. No, just kidding. <laughs> say, um, thank you for for searching. You know, and... Thank you for for being who you were back then, even though you were a bit messed up, lost, and confused. You know, if you didn't go through what you went through in those six years, you know, then I wouldn't be saying thank you today. So I don't think there's anything I'd like to change or anything I'd like to tell him. I have no regrets. Um, and I'd hug that per- I'd hug that Alvi and say, hey, man. You're doing all right. Okay? Would you push? Get away from me, man. <laughs> I'd hug him and say, you're doing just fine. Wow. You know what, Mike? No regrets. And Wonderful. And I think that in everything that I've gone through in life, as painful as some of the many things have been, mm. it's true. This cliche is true. It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. But yeah. uh, just to add to it, you can only be strong when you're surrounded by strong people also. I mean... As iron sharpens iron, so do people sharpen people. Mm. You're a hot coal. A piece of coal will only stay fiery if it's surrounded by yeah, fiery cool. pieces of coal. But on its own, it will just die. So coming to the end, I think I've got three questions left for you. Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. I'm really enjoying this. Thanks. Um, now I want to talk about a billboard. Okay. So imagine that you could have a billboard anywhere in the world <laughs> and you could write any message on that billboard. Number one, what would you write on the billboard and where would you put it? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'm thinking like a black and white text. Or oh, yeah. Anything. Nice. Something simple, straightforward. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know why the motto of Johnny Walker... Is uh, coming onto my head. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. But um, I think I think it, the message would have to say something like, "Yeah, keep on going." Yeah. Right. Um, 
keep on keep on keeping on don't give up something like that like mm. don't stop and just keep on going i mean i think the tragedy of life is when people get stuck i mean not to the point that they get stuck and get commit suicide or anything but just get stuck in a in a in a paralyzed in 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 a world of whether it's comfort or but just missing out on what else is there what more th- what more there is there out there mm-hmm. and i think that's what's that's what's scary for me um when people stop and say this is it but i know for me life is a it's a process of renewal yeah. right you're always renewing and moving forward and you're always you're always always seeking new heights and new boundaries mm. right and visionaries have that in common yeah. always challenging themselves yes there is a core principle principle core principle that keeps you grounded but then there's also progress that you always want to stimulate mm. right i mean i'm taking this off uh jim collins mm. uh built the last but i believe in that that you have to have that solid ground that immovable value and principle and integrity in yourself but you also have to have that drive to keep on moving forward yeah right don't settle so as a business owner docs are only the beginning second last question okay and this is related to your vision mm-hmm. your dream mm-hmm. for this country and its people the filipino people what is your vision uh well um well i i do know in my in my lifetime I will live to see a dignified Filipino, you know, where where quality of life is present for all. Mm. It's achievable for all. I I do see better infrastructure, I do see better agricultural infrastructure. I I do see, you know, <coughs> cleaner, cleaner environment, cleaner roads and all of those things that supposedly determine a developed country, but I think most of all is the most important to me is a sense of nationhood mm. a sense of nation uh a proud Filipino okay a Filipino that is really very truly proud to be Filipino and can say why and can show why you know mm. that for me is that's my dr- dream for the Philippines and I see a, a prosperous countryside um where there are no more farmers living in shanties but farmers with pickup trucks and nice cemented house and a nice TV and clean water and maybe a grill in the backyard I don't know but this is what I see and if we could get farmers our duck farmers to earn a certain amount of money every month then we're a big step closer to that yeah. so this is what I see and I want to see a Filipino that, that is proud yeah. of his or herself yeah. right that says can stand tall and say look I am Filipino because we have this we have that we are a proud people but we are also humble and loving people mm. yeah. that's beautiful don't go anywhere okay my final question <laughs> it's the tr- three truths mm-hmm. so now we're going into the future sometime and you're an old man surrounded by people that you love but this is the last days and for some reason everything that you have done in the past has been deleted maybe books you've written businesses you've built speeches you've given or everything's been erased and now you've an opportunity to share three truths that you have learned from your experience in life 
what would those three truths be? Well, <laughs> <laughs> tricky question. Uh, well, not tricky, but um, okay. Um, I think one, the first would be that uh, it's only when you stop believing and and stop seeing that that life will stop to make sense. I think. I mean, whether it's in yourself, in your higher power, in others, you know, if you stop seeing the glo- the light and the the light in the tunnel, or you know, the finish line that your life will stop making sense. Mm. So don't stop. Again, don't mm. stop. Um, that's one. The second truth would be, you know, uh, love is, for me, what it all boils down to in the end. I mean, your life will be measured by all the good relationships you nurture, all the people who you could say you'll die for, and all the people who you know will say they'll die for you. Mm. You know, there was a Harvard study that already prove that was a 70 year long research project wherein they found that the greatest measurement of success in life uh, surveyed amongst many successful people was not the money, the fame, the property, the asset, the values. It was really the loving relationships they were able to nurture. Mm. So I believe that a universal truth in this world and this life is that you're put here to share that love with others as much as you can. Mm. Okay, to share that love with others as much as you can and to receive that. Okay, the last truth is this. Um, it's knowing that you could never receive the greatest gift in the world. The greatest gift in the world, yes, they'll say life, whatever, money, you know, life is a gift, correct, right? The greatest gift in the world for me is never ever received. The greatest gift in the world is knowing that you can be a gift to others. That for me is a rock solid truth. And that's the motto our company lives by. How do we be gifts to other people in everything that we do? Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, even I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm saying, where is this coming from? Yeah. That is really powerful. Yeah. Avi, how can people reach out to you? How can they buy your products? Okay. Social yeah. media, Facebook. Yeah. Let our listeners know how they can reach out sure, to you. Sure, sure. Um, you can email us at Pinoy Golden Duck at gmail.com that's pinoygoldenduck at gmail.com or you could send us uh, sorry you could uh, look at our Facebook page that's Golden Duck capital G and capital K okay so our, our, our logo is a yellow duck egg with a happy duck inside with a chef's hat and a spoon <laughs> and it says Golden Duck so check us out yeah, and it's delicious message. I've verified it yeah you Absolutely should delicious. try your duck burgers or we're gonna be selling whole whole peking ducks this month starting this month up to the whole of next year so and we of course we have our delicious Filipino yellow salted eggs so do come by check us out at the GK Enchanted Farm in Barangay Encantong at Bulacan so google us yeah. thank you so much and all the show notes for this episode mikerogan.ph forward slash podcast you'll see all the links to Alvi um, Golden Duck and all the different amazing stuff that they're doing to making the Philippines a better place for all Mabuhay ang Pilipinas Mabuhay Thank you Thank you Hey guys it's Mike again I have a special gift for you for listeners of this podcast very simple go to mikegrogan.ph forward slash ebook 
and you will find waiting for you a special gift, my book, Seven Reasons Why the Filipino Will Change the World, to you for 100% free. I will be honored if you read this because this book is an absolute must read for every single Filipino. So to get the book, to get your free copy, all you got to do is go to mikegrogan.ph forward slash ebook. So Mike, M-I-K-E, Grogan, G-R-O-G-A-N, dot P-H, forward slash ebook. Maraming salamat Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.